0: Greetings, my fellow free and low-sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Saturday, October 28th, 2023. This is episode 1694, Why the War Can Bring Martial Law and Patriot Act at 22. Before I proceed, you can find me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Lucky Luck number three, Lucky Luck Roman number three, three eyes, or the Lucky Luck Roman number three podcast. In addition, if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, send me information, etc. Whatever you do, please use the quorum. Go to look your luck number zero three at If you want to donate, go to Paypal.me or cash.app forward slash lucky luck number three. Ooh, man. Well, more insanity as usual. Yeah, it looks like that man it was it David Card or Richard Card. Person that was doing the shootings or murders at um Loosed in Maine. Pretty convinced he is a. uh, Manchurian candidate. Or SSRI case. What I've examined. And he was found dead. In a dumpster. According to WorldNet Daily. See the patterns. Too obvious folks. Too obvious. And of course you got uh, people like. That walking anti-matter Kamala Harris. Wants to praise the Australian. um, Confiscation. Policy. She wants farm confiscation on certain weapons in these United States. So she's saying, I'm committing treason. <laughs> Think about that. That baseless hack who is a not not a natural born citizen. Illegal by any means. I want to tell, tell you what you can have, what you can't have. The difference is many people earn their respect while well, she went on her hands and knees to get to politics. You think about it, allegedly. I know one thing, she is an unmerited fool anyway. Whoever still by her hype and narrative, you're part of the cult. Yeah, so I was like reading through here on this Ro- Plant Rothschild book I bought. And um, I'm gonna go through a couple things here, which I'm gonna—I yeah, may just hit a few. See what, we'll see what mood I'm in. Do some little reading. A lot of interesting stuff as usual. This is by um, M.S. King. Oh, hold on here. Uh, I, I got a little bit further back, as usual. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I already did one. But um, on the banking. This is what happens. Folks know about the Currency Act. I think I talked about that already. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. I talked about that. Just in case, if you haven't heard my last episode, the British Currency Acts forbid the issue of debt-free currency in the American colonies. The Currency Act of 16, 1764 is a British law that impresses a monetary policy on its American colonies, imposes a monetary policy on its American colonies. The act extends the provisions of the 1751 Currency Act and Forbids colonies from issuing debt-free paper currency as legal tender. This creates financial difficulty for the colonies. Benjamin Franklin, the, co- the colonial representative urges the British to reject the currency act. The currency act creates tensions between the colonists and Britain. When the first continental congress meets in 1774, it strongly objects to the act as a subversive as subversive of American rights. There's a little known fact of the American Revolution that the right of the colonists to issue debt-free currency and spend it into circulation as op- opposed to a private central banking lending debt currency into circulation became one of the main causes of the revolution. Don't forget, victim disarmament, farms confiscation, gun control, which Kamala Harris and her cornball goofball. Cucks in the delusional of commies, which is known as DC, or to mend the cocksuckers, or demon center. Steve Quell. Well, Steve, I take that from Steve Quell, which is great. I believe they're smarter than everybody else. All right, so just to give you a heads up on that central banking, There's another form right there, and, and we're at it again with the Federal Reserve. The creature from Jekyll Island. March 5th, 1773, the increase in British troops stationed in Boston leads to tensions with the locals. Fights erupt between soldiers and liberty-minded civilians. British troops are sent to Boston in 1768 to enforce the Townshend Acts, a series of laws passed by the British Parliament. The purpose of the Townshend Acts is to make colonial governors and judges independent of colonial control to enforce compliance with trade regulations and to tax the the colonies without their approval. When an angry crowd of colonists, most likely led by provocateurs of a secret society known as the Sons of Liberty, confronts a group of soldiers with taunts and snowballs, the frightened British soldiers overreact. Shots are fired and five American colonists are killed. The emblemished news of the Boston Massacre serves the purpose of spreading the revolutionary spirit throughout the colonies. If I'm correct, Christian Addicts, yeah, Addicts. His name is. um, He got he got shot. Chris Chris Addicts is called. I could be mistaken. So sorry, folks, but um, yeah, he was um mulatto, if I'm correct, a black a black person, black white, but um. And he was shot. One of the men that got killed. Here's, here's, here's another one here. December 16, 1773. The Boston Tea Party col- um, colonists rebel against British taxes and monopolies. The Boston Tea Party is an action by the Boston colonists and the British colony of Massachusetts against the British government and the monopolistic East India Company, which controls all of the tea shipment, shipments coming into the colonies. After officials in Boston refused to return three shiploads of tax tea to Britain, a group of colonists dressed as American Indians climbed uh, aboard the ships and destroyed the tea by throwing it into the Boston Harbor. The Tea Party's accumulation, yeah, cum- accumulation of a resistance movement against the Tea Act, which has been passed by Parliament in 1773. Connors object to the Tea act for a variety of reasons, especially because it violates their right to be taxed only by their elected representatives. The the Boston Tea Party is a a revolt against state-sponsored monopolies, British East India Company, as much as it is about taxation. It should be noted that As was the case with the Boston Massacre, the Sons of Liberty orchestrated the event. Many members of this organization are true liberty-loving patriots, Sam Adams, John Adams, Paul Revere. But others may have had ulterior NWO-related motives for wanting to weaken the British Empire. Something that is questionable, right? Interesting. So let's go right here. Um, April 19, 1775. Lexington and Concord. American Revolution begins with the sort heard around the world. The British militia is storing guns and ammo in the town of Concord, Massachusetts. About 700 British troops are sent to seize the military supplies. Patriot leaders learn of the British plan and began or begin organizing. The night before the scheduled British raid, Paul Revere takes off on his famous midnight ride to warn local militiamen, the Minutemen. First shots are fired at, as the sun begins to rise in Lexington, Massachusetts. The militias are outnumbered and fall back as the British advance upon Concord. At Concord, approximately 500 ragtag militiamen fight to defeat the King's troops. The Red Coast retreated after a pitched battle in open territory. More militiamen arrive soon thereafter and inflict heavy damage from the British, firing at them from behind trees as they march back towards Boston. The war for American independence is on. The Battle of Lexington and Concord will go down in history as the shot heard around the world. If I'm correct, it was uh, John Falk. He was a pastor. Told, told his um, disciples. This is what you do on resisting tyranny. I'm just paraphrasing. I'll go down here on May 1st, 1776. Adam Reismich establishes the secret order of the Illuminati. Jewish professor, Professor Adam Weishaupt forms the secret order of the Illuminati in Bavaria, Germany. He is most likely a paid agent of Rothschild, also based in Germany. Weisfrop, codenamed Spartacus, recruits wealthy elites to his society, the Illuminati or Enlightened Ones, infiltrate Masonic lodges, which serves cover for their activities. They plot to the overthrow of governments, destruction of Christianity, and the future arrival of the world economic state, New World Order. Barbarian authorities disbanded in the, Illumi- in the, the, the Illuminati in 1784, but the tactics and goals of the order are clearly evident in the French Revolution of 1789 and future communist plots. To this day, May 1st, May Day remains a sort of holy day to communists, anarchists, and progressives. I'll do one more here. The Declaration of Independence is signed when Thomas Jefferson And signed by 56 patriots, the Declaration of Independence officially breaks the colonies away from Britain and sets forth the idea that governments exist to serve the people, not to control them. America's founders believe that rights come from God, not government. Prosperity follows when the power of the state is limited. Small government, God-given rights. Morality, stable currency, respect for private property, and minimal taxes represent the opposite of what the Illuminati and latter day red revolutionaries advocate. These lines of the Declaration sums up what America and the Fourth of July are for were all about. Here's a quote We hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal that they are endowed by their creator and in certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deserving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whatever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter on to, or to abolish it and institute new government. That's just little areas on this. So, um, no, it's good stuff here. It's a good read. Um, Planet Rothschild. What we're seeing right now, folks, is um, pretty relevant. What's going on today. Conquest, empires, illegal wars, legal proceedings. Don't care about their oath of office. Whether it's federal, state, or local. And around the world, also. Banksters trying to control everything, starting wars, putting people more into impoverished conditions, collective witch hunting, ethno ethnic scapegoating. So I was watching Newsmax, and I was well, some this, well, got this dipshit's name, excuse me, this putz, Neocon putz, proud Navy SEAL. Talking about Palestinians are the way he's talk about Palestinians, are, are they're all Hamas pathetic. Him and Rachel Maddow should get married, right? (laughs) They're both dumb, as far as I'm concerned. Some chump from Newsmax. Him and Rachel Maddow are are, are intimate. I don't know. Just being, just figure of speech. They all think alike and smell the same when it comes to the mainstream media. Well, the truth of the matter is they're trying to escalate things because stuff is being revealed. And they're using the war in the Middle East as a great distraction and have the paper tigers from both sides fighting against one another. Slaves versus slaves. And they um, actually, too, melted the statue, bronze statue, of Robert E. Lee. That was taken down from Charlottesville. Huh. Well, you're the racist, you're for slavery, you bunch of dummies. Pure illiterates. You better know, do your own homework before listening to a bunch of beakers they spend good money on. They're going, me, 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 me. you okay? Yeah, the Jim Jones syndrome, right? Ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Nothing new. They did the same thing with the Holy Roman Empire. Went through the, like all these areas of like, especially like the Nordic region of Scandinavia, and they destroyed all the um, statues of the god of the Nordic gods and the uh, Odin, Odinist, runes, chambers, and all that, and built churches on top of it. Now I'm not here going around Christian bashing or anything like that because those individuals. Had the status attributes This is why, great things are going. That will be the new religion, statism, global governance. They want you. they all you guys. Kiss the floor they walk on in their rings. They believe they're the, the gods, the chosen ones. They're nothing more than wolves and sheep. Clo- wolves, wolves and sheep clothing, provocateurs and all that think before you follow the hype i know many of you out there are doing it even people in israel now questioning still questioning what happened on that raid how why the hell the hell they got in there and, then, and there's even reports that china uh, ccp may be involved financially and all that which i wouldn't be surprised but remember they're all under the same umbrella let's have a one world order here, oh, yeah, the United States want one. It wants to be the one where we want a bipolar. Same crap, different package. Question everything. Observe responsibly. The beautiful people in this world don't want war. But you got all the little maggots in there, the hidden hand. And, and the bogus politicians, uh, pencil necks and polish... Became fawners to get their positions. They want the war. They want the bloodlust. They they, their job is we ruin, fulfill our job on depopulating the planet. The COVID shots didn't really work out as well. Now they want this war to spread like wildfire. That's why you see what's going on with the open border policy. Club of Rome, prostitutes in action. Whether the squad, Biden, Maricus, don't matter. Even look what happened in Europe. They don't want you to know history, folks. They want you to be dumb, stagnant, and pathetic and happy. Go, yes, master, I'll be do as he told. Own nothing, I'll be free. No, they want us all enslaved regardless of what we look like. Well, enough of that. I'll be done. I'll be starting with my first segment. So stay tuned. Cool. So the first thing I'm going to be reading here came from alt hyphen magazine oh alt hyphen market oops sorry about that sovereignty integrity and prosperity wider world will bring inevitable attempts at martial law in america october 27 2023 came out yesterday brandon smith writes this not long ago at the height of fear over the global pandemic in the U.S. underwent a change that many people argued that would that would never happen. For years, I have heard people say that authoritarian controls in America are tinfoil hat conspiracy theory and doom-mongering. All the prepping, all the talk of communicate community organizing, all the guns and the gear and the training were for nothing. Then the COVID agenda hit like a freight train. Our constitutional rights were no longer set in stone, but mere guidelines that government officials could bend or break in the name of public health safety. Laws no longer had to be passed through a series of checks and balances. Mandates could be implemented as if they were laws without public oversight and enforced unilaterally. There was talk among, primarily among Democrats, a severe punishment for people who refuse the pointless COVID vaccines. They wanted vaccine passports. They wanted prison time for those that spoke publicly against the VAX. They wanted people's jobs taken away. They wanted their children taken away. And there were even plans to build COVID detention centers to segregate and lock up vaccine deniers. Could we say bring back Jim Crow? 101 Jim Crow laws, or Jim Crow mandates, right? Think about that now, folks. It boggles the mind, but with this was serious debate with the U.S., and it was all triggered in the span of a year. Nearly half the country was willing to abandon the Bill of Rights over revised with a survival rate of 99.8%. The conspiracy theorists were right all along. Our freedoms rest on a razor's edge and preparing to survive and fight for those freedoms is perfectly rational. Luckily, the COVID agenda failed. The mandates were ultimately blocked by red states and in many rural areas, they were barely enforced at all. Biden's vaccine passport attempt was stopped cold by the Supreme Court by having Long believed that the Supreme Court made its decisions exactly because of the level of public resistance. They knew if they pressed the issue, civil war was on the table. Medical authoritarianism collapsed because conservatives and independents were not on board and they could not be shamed into compliance. But what happens when there is a crisis that does scare conservatives? What happens when the political right perceives a true threat? Does freedom then become untenable? Viruses frighten progressives. Most things frighten progressives. But what frightens conservatives? Well, it's not a hard, fast rule. But generally speaking, conservatives are more disturbed by the threat of invasion. Ask any conservative that they were worried about COVID or worried about the crisis on the southern border during the pandemic. And the vast majority of them would say border without hesitation. Conservatives feel cultural infiltration and co-option. They fear the steady and deliberate um, whittling, whittling away of the American heritage and by extension their freedoms by alien imposters. And they fear the certain blitzkrieg of the U.S. by organized terrorism should the borders remain open. The question is, are they willing to assuage their fears by sacrificing the freedoms they want to protect. In 2001, after 9-11, the conservative movement was much different animal than it is today. This was pre-Ron Paul and pre-libertarian influence. The neocons ruled the roost and had far-reaching power over public perception, making the push for dismissal of constitutional rights unprecedented. The Patriot Act Mentality was widespread and the thirst for war was palpable. I have seen conservatives stray from the Bill of Rights in the past name of fighting against possible invasion. I remember this vividly. Today, the elements in play are not the same as 2001. Anyone who argues otherwise was likely a child during the 9-11 era or has skewed understanding of the changes that have taken place among conservatives since those days. The Ron Paul movement changed a lot for the better, but primarily within the conservative constituency. Regular people changed their thinking on what it means to trade liberty for security. The GOP? It's a pipe dream to think we could ever completely change the GOP. At least COVID proved we have allies at all, at the state and local level. The real problem is on the is in the old guard of neocons still influencing the path of the Republican Party. These are people who happily ally with Democrats behind the scenes. They have close ties to establishment elites, and their loyalties rest in the hands of the globalists. If the globalists want war, the neocons want war. And they will do anything to get it, including create it. This is that's how it works. So the globalists... says jump they go how high or they see bend over they go how far please all right so i'll continue on and this time around i think they're going to get what they want the ukraine event failed to lure americans into supporting direct intervention a majority of americans don't even support funding for ukraine but israel is another matter There are there are very old tribal implications that pull on the soul of the conservatives when it comes to the conflicts in the Middle East. There are religious factors. Yes, but I suspect this is overblown by critics. You think evangelicals are running the show. This is not reality the christian mandate has nowhere near the same influence it did back in 2001. In fact, churches have become so weak that they are now being overtaken by lgbt infiltration and trans activism. This never would have been tolerated 20 years ago. They would have tarred and feathered such activists back then. If this sort of thing is being allowed to happen right in our backyards today, then you can damn sure that the that Religion is not the driving force for war overseas. No, when it comes to Israel and the implications of war, the concern is once again rooted in cultural eras- erasure. To be fair, it is not a paranoid delusion. Western culture is in fact being systematically dismantled and masked by immigration as part of the agenda. Club of Rome, my friends. It is also true that Islamic ideology is completely incompatible with Western beliefs, including the concept of individualism. The Muslim system, are authoritarian in nature, this is what Sharia law law is. So when conservatives see potential for the fall of Israel, they associate with the fall of the West. And they will seek to stop it if they can. Beyond Israel is concerned that the invasion of Muslim extremists is already well underway in the U.S. with open border policies becoming norm under Joe Biden. And here's where the trap is set. Martial law in the U.S. would only only ever work if a majority of conservatives support it. This is a fact. Without our backing, martial law will fail just as COVID mandates fail. Keep in mind, Biden and his globalist friends have used every possible tactic to make martial law an uh, inviolability. Inevitability, excuse me. Economic instability and stagflation have created a spike in violent crime and looting. Mass illegal migration is dragging down state welfare system and is creating a trend of cultural dilution. Dilution. Excuse me. Open bars have allowed any number of people of po- any number of possible foreign hostiles into the U.S. In the midst of war, the government desire to control information and public discourse will be at its apex. However, as we've seen during the COVID war, the, during the COVID and the Ukraine war, they have not proven effective at accomplishing this. As long as the internet is still in, is in place, it does not matter what kind of algorithms big tech applies to stifle the truth. The truth still finds a way. This means that the establishment will have to pursue extreme measures that could only be achieved within a martial law environment. I see a situation going one of two ways if the current geopolitical trend continues. Option A. A multi-front war breaks out in the Middle East, including nations like Iran, Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Yemen. Israel faces serious failure. The U.S. is dragged into the war, or Israel uses its nuclear arsenal to destroy the resources, including populations of enemy nations, leading to the possible involvement of China and Russia, and thus the U.S. is still dragged in. Riots and terror attacks become a regular occurrence in the U.S., not just, not, not just initiated by Muslim extremist infiltrators, but also leftists who have attached themselves to the cause, mainly hired, hired fools, a la, good example, George Floyd. wasn't the protesters, it was the hired guns. A draft is initiated with conservative support in the hopes that it will dissolve the riots. The draft will sink millions of weak, soft vennials, including women, into a bloody quagmire that they have no capacity to adapt to. Draft protests and riots become the norm, pushing conservatives to support even stricter enforcement. Finally, martial law is announced, but the soldiers used on American soil to protect us from riots and terrorists will be primarily foreign nationals. Illegal immigrants given an easy shot at citizenry if they join the military and put the boot down on dissenters, which they will gladly do because they have no cultural attachment to America or Americans. At this stage, the Constitution will essentially die. Option B, the war expands and Israel faces intimate destruction. Biden commits U.S. naval forces to fight along with ground troops, primarily special forces. He then calls for full deployment of U.S. ground forces into the the region. But in the scenario, the majority of conservatives do not support the action, just as they don't support deployment to Ukraine. Biden tries to implement a draft in order to force the momentum. Conservatives refuse to comply or allow their children to be sent to die in a foreign conflict. On this issue, conservatives and leftists actually agree, even if it's for completely different reasons, the country is then hit with an endless series of terror attacks, each one presented as a reason why the public must back the war. Each attack is cheered by the leftist elected, le- elected activists as an act of decolonization. Conservatives see the ploy for what it is, and still refuse to support the war, taking an American first position. Why fight? Why fight overseas when America is under duress? Biden still attempts to attempt, still attempts martial law. He offers automatic citizenship to illegal immigrants if they serve in the military and use some of these troops as an occupying presence at home. It happened with the Irish men during the War between the states. When he went to New York, Harvard, they had him sign um, a form. They became instant citizens. Then they had him join the Union Army. Just were off the damn boat. They don't even know what the hell is going on. Think about that. A little history lesson, folks. Yep, it's an Abraham Lincoln move. To all you Lincoln lovers out there, if you're offended by it, I don't care. Leftists don't want to fight in the Middle East, but they do like to see migrants get given easy citizenship and power. They defend the measure. They figured if the migrants fill the ranks of the military, maybe they won't be drafted. Conservative rebels, rebel, conservatives rebel. America enters either balkanization or civil war or both. Patriots are accused of helping the enemy of the United States and are also labeled terrorists. From this point on, anything can happen. The war on terror, folks, has always been against his people. I believe the Israeli uh, trigger may be the bigger, maybe bigger than COVID in terms of the potential global disaster and global tyranny that could unfold. If it continues to escalate and turns into a multi-regional conflict, the chances of the fight coming back to America are high, not just, not just in terms of terrorism, but also in terms of civil unrest and war on our doorstep. If we support the war, martial law is certain certainty. If we don't support the war, martial law will be attempted, but at least these are scenarios where it could fail. I would argue the only thing that will save America at this stage is the growth of America First movement. When we talk about America First, this includes not just American security, but also American freedoms. There's there's no reason why we can't have both. If conservatives and independents get lured into World War III, it will be the end. Yeah, that's a solid point. Solid point. And we, you gotta re- realize too, folks, they wanna bankrupt these United States, and uh, banksters will have a bigger solution. They'll be the saviors. Yep, they wanna police state one way or the other. If you don't learn from the past, folks, We're damn to repeat it. That's why I brought the thing on Lincoln even though the movie Gangs in New York portrayed it, but it's a fact. You want this again? I don't. That's why I tell tell people, I support the Biden administration for prison. The entire administration. It It should be all going to prison, including Joe Biden himself. There's nothing more. All of them are nothing more than fauners to the one world order and the private central banking system. They don't care about any of us, regardless of our faith, how we look, and what our um, views are. This is why, as an example, political corruption at its finest. And people telling me Biden's still a great president, don't come to my doorstep, because you're nothing more than a Grifter far as I'm concerned and I'm being polite All right, I'm gonna do a fi- one more segment after this So stay tuned Gonna do one more here Came from the 10th Amendment Center If I'm correct on the 25th, Yeah, has a few days old But it's um, relevant what's happening right now by Michael Bolden Patriarch at 22, we can only be truly safe when we're free. 22 years ago, on October 26, 2001, the Patriarch was signed into law. As John Whitehead wrote, we're still grappling with the blowback that arises from allowing one's freedom to be eviscerated in exchange for the phantom promise of security. It is hard to think about it without being reminded of Benjamin Franklin's now famous quote. Those who will give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Rushed through Congress just 45 days after the 9-11 attacks, it was passed in an extreme state of fear. As many leading founders warned, this almost always has dangerous results for liberty. James Madison put it in this way. In a 1798 letter to Thomas Jefferson. Perhaps it is a universal truth that the loss of liberty at home is to be charged to, charged to provisions, acts, danger, real, or pretended from abroad. That's exactly what we got with the Patriot Act. We had noted that it drove a stake to the heart of the Bill of Rights. Here's just a little what we got. Mass warrantless surveillance in direct violation of the plain wording of the Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to be secured in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated, and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly the describing the place to be searched and the person or things to be seized. Expanded warrantless access to electronic communications, secret sneak and peek searches, removal of privacy protections to allow more data sharing, more funding for federal law enforcement agencies, warrantless financial surveillance through AML, KYC, along with Suspicious Activity Reporting, or SAR, that sets the stage to kick people out of the financial and banking system. Warrantless access to medical records, school records, and pretty much any personal record about you, including records of your internet searches, too. But wait, there's more. Whitehead notes that the Patriarch also redefined terrorism so broadly that many non-terrorist political activities such as protests, marches, demonstrations, and civil disobedience are now considered potential terrorist acts. 16 provisions of the original act were set to expire due to sunset clauses. But in early 2006, Congress criminally made 14 of them permanent to go along with the vast majority of the act, which was permanent from day one. A few sections did expire, including most known one, Section 215, Business record Pro, Records Program. At first glance, it sure would appear that this... Expiration meant that this part of the program was ended. But NSA doesn't give up powers they want to have. It is not uncommon for the organization once known as no such agency to have a backup or two. That is if it appears that a court or Congress might get rid of one authority to do what they want. To do. They have another one ready and waiting to keep things rolling. This brings us to executive order 12 3, 12 333. 3, 3. Former Technical Director William Biney described it this way to ARS techni- Technica. The program was started at least back in 2001, has expanded between 80 and 90 tap points on the fiber optic lines in the lower 48 states. Most of these optic uh, tap points are not on the east or west coast. This means the primary target of this collection is domestic. Most collection of U.S. domestic communications and data is done under Executive Order 12333, Section 2.3, Paragraph C, in the Upstream Program, They claim near, as I can tell, that all domestic collection is incidental. That's of course the vast majority of data. There's also FISA um, Section 7702 covered in more detail in the Path of Liberty podcast here. So check it out, folks. The two publicly known programs are upstream and downstream. They were formerly known as PRISM. Under seven under section seven hundred two, the government ostensibly targets only non-U.S. targets, but is allowed to sweep data on Americans as long as it's only incidental. That ends up being a pretty huge amount of data. EFF describes this as intentional. But let's be clear. The fact that 702 surveillance regularly results in the collection of search of innocent Americans communications and is, is an intended and inherent part of the system. But wait, there's still more. As a follow-up to expand these surveillance powers, Congress passed the Intelligence Reform and Terrorism Act of 2004. This led immediately or soon after to even more of what we lived under today, information-sharing environment, or ISE, fusion centers created in Homeland Security Act of 2002 but expanded through ISE in 2004 and its amendments in 2007, expanded TSA screening process, Real ID Act of 2005 required DHS to implement biometrics at airports like facial recognition surveillance, National Counterterrorism Counterterrorism Center, or NCTC, which keeps a massive database that serves as the basis of the TSA's no-fly list, which is not really that accurate. The founders understood the dangers of sacrificing freedom for security As John Adams wrote in 1775, fear is the foundation of most governments. I just removed the word most there. As long as people live in fear and look to the largest government in history to protect them, things will keep getting worse. The truth is, there's no liberty versus safety debate. We can only be truly safe when we're free. As Thomas Paine puts it, the strength And powers of despotism consist wholly in the fear of resisting it. Yes. Interesting there, indeed. And it's odd, or not odd. But the whole thing is, folks, we can still tell them where to go. We can give them the big middle finger. Remember, action conquers Fear. We still have the Bill of Rights culture. It's not gone. It never has. It's got to be executed. Don't be the beakers or the hurricane forms going, yes, master, may have another. Thank you, master, may have another. You want that ball and chain exhibition? Do it on your own time, not the rest of us. So what I've added here, I'm going to add to this. Even though it's uh, rightsanddissent.org, there's controversy with them, allegedly like, funding by George Soros. But you can utilize the local ordinances and resolutions to counter the Patriot Act and any other thing that violates civil rights. 406 municipalities across the 46 states and District of Columbia passed resolutions opposing the Patriot Act. Eight states also passed similar resolutions. Alaska, California, Colorado, Hawaii, Idaho, Maine, Montana, and Vermont. More than 85 Americans live in one of these jurisdictions. In addition, big labor unions, organizations, religious bodies and college and university campuses also pass any Patriot Act resolutions. So, there's a link for that. Just hit that red link on, on the 406 municipalities in 46 states, including D.C. You can utilize it. I've done it twice in Broward County, and I know it may offend some people in there, but don't bother me one bit. When I when I make 'em mad, I'm doing something right. Everyone else has that power to do so. You don't complain. You take action. You organize. Even some folks you may, um, you know, network with. Have your differences. That's okay. We all we all have we all have them. Toss those to the side and stick it to the men and women, your servants, on a local level dead in the state. Why go to Washington, D.C.? That's why you got the 10th Amendment. We don't need a convention of states. We got the 10th Amendment. Talk about these United States of America. Not that hard, folks. It's damn self-explanatory. Like I said, action speaks louder than words. Don't complain. Do something about it. I'll just make this final statement. The more you know about your rights, the more you exercise it, the less you fear. That's how I see the world. And a little rebellion now and then is good, Thomas Jefferson says. Let's do it again, folks. I'm on board. <laughs> Doing it for a long time. Well, that would be it. I thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, or something that's interested in check out whatever you do, please send your correspondence to corn. the I'll leave the footnotes. For this episode on my page, if you want to contact me, go to lucky luck number zero three at pro If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash out 4 slash lokalu number three. If you want to support Brandon Smith, 10th Amendment Center. even Rice and Descent, do it. Always observe responsibly. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.